Hey, everybody out there. I hope you all had a happy 4th of July. I hope everybody uh, had some good food, enjoyed time with friends and family, and I hope everybody stayed safe. As you can see by the title of this episode, I have Bruce the Baja on. Uh, Super excited to have another Baja on the show. So, uh, you know, we already had one on here before, his buddy, and uh, now we've got another one. So this is pretty cool. Um, You will learn how he acquired Bruce and then also how he came up with the name and a cool little funny story about what happened shortly after he started driving Bruce home. So uh, we will get into that episode here in just a little bit. But before that, we've got some news. First up is an announcement from Rugged Root Crew. They're going to be presenting Boxers and Boba this Friday, July 9th at 7 p.m. at the Tequila Boba Lust. The address is 319 Tequila Parkway, Tequila, Washington. So come hang out with the crew and enjoy some boba and a good time and I'm sure some great conversation. Next up, we've got an announcement from Subies of the Corn. To celebrate the launch of the Save Animal Organization on July 10th, Subies of the Corn will be doing a cruise from Riverhawk Brewing in Shanahan, Illinois to Grundy County Animal Control in Morris, Illinois to pick up a homeless dog and then head back to Riverhawk Brewing. Subies of the Corn will be hosting a 50-50 raffle and will also be accepting donations in the hopes that they will raise enough money as, as a group that they can officially pull the dog from Grundy County Animal Control and support its medical visits, food, and other supplies it will need. As a side note, $700 is the estimated average cost per animal. Save Animal Organization will also be explaining their foster process and will be available to interview future fosters or answer any questions you may have. Save Animal Organization will also have four additional dogs available for adoption on site. $5 is the suggested donation for the cruise. Uh, The 50-50 raffle will be cash only, so be sure and check it all out. Next up, we've got some Soft Road Nation news. Soft Road Nation would like to announce the newest chapter, Soft Road Nation Colorado. That is super cool. Uh, The new chapter will be led by Juan, a.k.a. Java Wagon, and Chris, a.k.a. Shadow Roo. I had the pleasure to trail with these two guys two weeks ago today. Then we did some more the following day. It was really cool meeting up with them uh, in person, and then after two days of trailing, I know that they will be great leaders for the new chapter and will do Soft Road Nation proud. Uh, So if you get an opportunity to go out with these guys, you're in for a treat and uh, they will uh, they'll take care of you. They're great guys. Uh, Of course, this also means a new Instagram page that you can go follow. Uh, Soft Road Nation is getting bigger with its reach and now it's, you know, it's really becoming a reality. Um, It reaches more than any Subaru community with diversity in off-roading the Colorado mountains. Plans are to have events, give back to local communities, and have a great time, period. Uh, I had a great time, so I know that everybody else will. So welcome the new chapter of Soft Road Nation, and welcome Juan and Chris. Great to see you guys doing this. And for the last bit of news, there is a new Subi group called True North. That's t.rr.north. On Instagram, um, it is it was founded by Frosty 
MN Xtrek and Hothtrek. So it's based in Minnesota. It's uh, you know Subaru off-road off-roading overlanding uh, community in the North Star State. All ruse and levels of experience are welcome, so stay tuned for trail runs and meetups. So go give both of the founders a follow if you're not already, and give True North a follow. This episode is brought to you by Primitive Racing. Primitive Racing is a manufacturer and retailer of high-quality parts and accessories for Subarus, boasting a complete lineup of skid plates, lift kits, and a huge inventory of the unrivaled King Springs. Primitive has been making innovative products and accumulating a catalog of unique and hard-to-find solutions. They also have the knowledge and expertise to make recommendations to meet the needs of the ever-growing segment of Subaru off-road enthusiasts like many of you out there. Check them out at get-primitive.com. You can find the link to their website in their Instagram bio and also in the podcast episode notes. So I also have my discount code if you're interested in purchasing your skid plates to give you that extra protection or give you that extra clearance off the ground. You can use the skid plate code, which is S, the and symbol, U-S-K-I-D-5 to get an additional 5% off of skid plates. So if you buy two or three sets of skid plates, you'll get an additional 5% off. You can also get 5% off of a lift kit by using the code S, the and symbol, U, L, I, F, T, and the number 5. You may have seen that Primitive Racing has been posting about the price of the skid plates going up. So right now is the time to jump on that before the prices go up. And to use your discount code for an additional 5% off, what are you waiting for? And here we go with the shout-outs. We've got More Dirt Subi, A Shack, Sunshine Ranch LLNV, C. Rolson, Subaru Ventures, Pixel Grit, Motley Sub, The Pink Pearl, Crosstrek Party of Canada, Sue Beast H6, all the way from out in France. That's so cool. And P&WJRO, thank you all for listening to the podcast. Thank you, everybody else that's been listening for a while now with episode 27. It's uh, super cool that we've gotten this far. Uh, There's plenty more to come, trust me. And uh, yeah, I just really wanted to say thank you for all your support. There's uh, some cool stuff coming up potentially and uh, that I will announce at some point. but again, just thank you. Uh, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please go give it a rating and write a review. That really helps out. And of course, please subscribe. Uh, you can also subscribe and follow on um, Spotify. There are other apps, too, that uh, if you listen to it on a different app, you can check that out. And please uh, follow or subscribe on one of those. Uh, again, if there is anybody that would like to get a decal to rep the podcast and help support the podcast, either there's a link in my bio that you can click on and you can go and choose from a larger decal like the one I have or a little bit smaller one if you don't want to take up so much of your back window, but that's always cool too. So anyway, big shout out and thanks to Eccentric Designs for partnering with me to do that and go check out the Eccentric website. 
you know, find out uh, what she has to offer to you. She has expanded her um, offerings to different models, and she is uh, sometimes looking for people to test out um, the uh, decals for, for different models, for older models. So keep an eye on for that, too. Uh, but yeah, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Um, let's go ahead and get into this episode with Mark, a.k.a. Bruce the Baja. So where are you going to go camping? Uh, there's a place up here. It's about an hour outside of Bellingham called Silver Lake. And um, I didn't plan ahead very well because I was planning a trip down to Lake Tahoe. But I didn't really feel like spending like I think it's like 34 hours driving round trip. Whoa. So and <laughs> I would I would be going with my girlfriend. So I'd be splitting the time with her. But still, yeah, putting all the miles on the car and then um, and just, you know, it's a lot of wear and tear on the car and on me i was like this camping trip is just right outside of town and we don't have to figure out anything to do with the dogs so oh that's good yeah that, that makes it easier because man that's a 34 hours that's a long drive man. it's like round trip is 34. Oh, round trip. Oh, okay. yeah 17 hours each way but still it's yeah you know <laughs> that's still a lot it is yeah yeah so um but yeah it's it'll be my second camping trip with bruce but looking forward to it man Thanks for uh, for letting me be on here. Yeah, you're welcome. Hold um, on. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the the most stock Subaru that's been on the podcast <laughs> so far. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Everywhere you look, every intersection, there's a Subaru. It doesn't matter if it's new, old. Like, there's just every single direction you look, there's a Subaru. So, um, it's like the one of the most. I think it's one of the best selling cars in in Washington State because it's it, it checks a lot of a lot of boxes for for owning a car because our climate's a little un, it's actually a little it's very unpredictable because <laughs> we get we get all we get all the seasons but the main yeah. seasons we get is snow and rain so um people are just it's it's silly because of how much bad weather we get because people are such awful drivers here that even when it rains <laughs> there's still a lot of bad drivers yeah except for the people in subarus they're just confident they do that they're they're going straight and their car is going to take them there so they're kind of known as like the like the asshole drivers on the freeway around in washington <laughs> because they're just they're not really afraid of the elements they're like my car is going to get me there like sorry for your honda civic but my you know symmetrical all-wheel drive is gonna point point me in a straight direction or in a straight arrow yeah, and it's it's funny that you say that because you know, here in Houston it can rain a lot too. Like it's been raining for the past week and it's just crazy and it just won't it won't let up. And uh so I've noticed that like not really noticed but just driving around in inclement weather, I just feel safer knowing that I'm in an all-wheel drive because like I've hit roads before when there's not really anybody around and I try to get it to slide sideways and it just will not do it. So <laughs> because I know that I can't make it slide sideways and I feel a lot safer driving it through the rain. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, if I hit like a big, you know, puddle of water on the freeway and I go hydroplaning, you know, I can't really control that. But at least I feel like I could probably correct a lot easier than if I was mm -hmm. in a different car. It's a lot more predictable um, which direction your car is going to go when you have 
um, all wheel drive. So it's, um, I, I was going to ask actually, cause I've never, I've, I've been to Houston's airport just once, but it was like on a red eye. So I didn't really get to see, but is Texas pretty hilly or is it mostly flat? Um, <laughs> in, uh, in Houston and going out East, it's flat. You start going out West and North, it's, it gets a little more hilly. Like, um, in Austin, there's more hills. Uh, I went up to Denton, Texas this past weekend, and there were some hills up there. And actually, you're talking about all the Subarus in in Washington. Up in Denton, Texas, there's actually quite a few up there. Um, and that's where uh, University of North Texas is. So I think it might be a lot of student cars. Oh, okay. But there are a lot of Subarus up there, which is really cool because I'm driving around and I see a Crosstrek and I see a BRZ and I see an Outback and uh, Forester. Now there aren't any that are like modded out, but it's just cool to see so many more of them. Oh yeah, do you, do you guys do the Subi wave where you know you lift your two fingers up and wave at another Subaru when you drive past them? Uh, I've done the Subi wave twice, where I waved and the other person waved back. I've wa- I waved it to somebody yesterday, somebody that was driving. I think he was driving a WRX, maybe. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, most um, WRX drivers. <laughs> yeah, so I've done it twice. Like I've done it. I did it once where I was driving and I was at a red light, and I and this guy was in a WRX, and my car was all muddy at the time because I had just driven through some mud like nice. a couple of days before. And I hadn't washed it off yet. So I think I think maybe he looked over and had some respect because I had, you know, mud all over it. Thought it looked cool. But we just looked at each other and at the same time we waved and then saw another guy in a cross trek with a a rooftop basket and some other stuff uh, and waved at him on the freeway. So that was cool. Nice. Um, Around here, there's I live in a college town in Bellingham and there's. A lot of modded out Subies. Some of them are riced out. Some of them are modded out. But um, lots of well, it's funny because I I notice these cars because I've had a lowered Subaru um, and I I I always wave at Subarus when I if I notice them. And sometimes even if it's like a really just a completely bone stock outback and it looks like a teacher driving it, I'll still wave sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's funny because not not too many uh people wave at me because bruce does look pretty stock yeah um from from all angles but i think it's like people that know what they're looking at will wave at it yeah um and then also like the hood scoop is kind of a giveaway that it's a turbocharged baja so some people are like oh okay that's that's not just a a subaru that's a turbocharged subaru and they're just a little it's a little bit more rare um and most most hood scooped Subarus have turbos except for the last one, which was the or the the first Impreza, the RS. Um that one had a hood scoop, but it, it was um not turbocharged. More so, aesthetic. Yeah, even even if it's a bone stock Subaru and it has like a hood scoop if it's a Forester or an Outback XT and I see the hood scoop I'll I'll for sure wave at it, even if it's completely bone stock. But <laughs> yeah. um I, and that's me, like, a, you know, a hood scoop on a Subaru just catches my eye, but I don't know if that's for everyone or not, but, um, but yeah, um, the first Subaru I had was my, it was a 2006 WRX and it was world rally blue and it was a wagon. Um, and oh, I got nice. it, it was pretty, it was, it was very stock when I got it and I had it for four years and, uh, just too many speeding tickets. And, um, <laughs> I was, I mean, I was. 20, I think it was 22 when I bought it. And, um, I 
and it was it was a super fun car to own and um all the mods I did to it, I did in my own driveway, but the mods I did were a little bit more like I would, I would, I called them kind of serious. I, I did like coilover springs and, um, I did a new downpipe and then a new exhaust and intake. And then I did an access port. Um, so I was like doing all these, but I wasn't going to a shop to get them all done. I was just going on YouTube yeah. to seeing how to install it. And it was just so much fun, but just wildly, wildly unreliable car. Um, with I bought it with forty nine thousand miles, and I sold it with I think eighty or maybe ninety thousand miles on it. And I was I was relieved when I sold it because <laughs> I, was like, I, I was getting text messages from the new owner for probably two years asking me like, "Hey, what is what what?" what was this that you installed dude you didn't <laughs> give me a manual that, with like, it it all worked it's just I, I think it could have been done better yeah <laughs> but oh, that's um that's kind of what got me into the whole subaru community and a uh, completely different side of the community that i'm in now for subarus because back then it was like blow off valves and you know, I call them fart cans, but loud exhausts and like <laughs> yeah. Subi rumble. Um, I heard one time at a car meet, like someone was, I was at the back of my car getting my camera gear out and someone was at the front and they're like, Oh, that's Mark Subaru. It's one of the loudest ones in Bellingham. Oh gosh. <laughs> I was grinning from ear to ear. I was so happy. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. That was just like a big pat on my back. I was like, all right, goals, goals that those. <laughs> um, so that was, and that was, that was fun, but I was also extremely young. Like I, if someone offered me that setup for, for my car now, I'd politely decline just cause it's not, not anything that I'd be interested in doing right now. Yeah. So with, with your Baja being turbo, were all of the Bajas that were made turbo or just specific ones? No. Um, I tried to look up to see if there, like, if there was a percentage of them, but they came either naturally aspirated or turbocharged. Okay. And after my WRX, I, I got a, an older Impreza and it was a 2.5 liter naturally aspirated. And I, I loved having an NA Subaru, like having the, your power band is kind of consistent all the way through. Whereas like the bottom, like from a thousand to, you know, 3,500 RPMs, you're, there's a little bit of a lull, but after your RPMs climb up, your turbo kicks in. So you get like the, the turbo lag where it kind of pulls back. And I think of it as a, an exhilarating feeling, but yeah. um, in the WRX, it was so much fun in the snow. Just you keep the revs high and the turbos. I mean, I also had like a lot of not, not anti-lag, but like backfire. So it was just, it sounded like <laughs> an AK going off when yeah. you were like really flooring it. But um, in my Impreza, I just liked the stability of the NA motor and it just felt bulletproof. It was just like the power band was smooth. It was so easy to work on. The fuel efficiency was way better too. Probably like 10 miles more per gallon. So um, originally when I was, after I sold my, actually I didn't sell my Impreza yet, but when I decided to get a new car and I was looking for a Baja, I wanted kind of like the same experience that I had with my first car, but like, like a low mileage car, something a little bit more exciting to drive. But my job I had was a little bit more demanding to drive more. And 
I wanted something that was just, well, actually, man, the Subaru I wanted was any, any Subaru that had a full door. And I don't know if you know what that means, but like when you, no. pull, when you open your door right now, your, your door frame goes all the way around your window. Like when you roll up your window, you know, you have, there's a frame that goes to the top of your window. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Right. Older Subarus, like if you roll the window down and you open the door, it's just the bottom part of the door. There's no frame okay, that yeah. goes around it. I know exactly it, what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So both my Subarus, my first two and, and my Baja all have like what I call like a frameless door. Um, yeah. that it, like the window rolls up and presses up against the wither seal. It, it's such a noisy car, like on the freeway and like even stock, like Bruce, um, like, and in my Impreza was, pretty stock as well but just so noisy on long road trips you just get so much road noise through that so i was like if i'm getting an outback it's going to be you know the 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 fourth generation outback um or i want to cross track um or a newer wrx like a, a two, i think the 2008 model was the first year that had a full door so that was all i wanted but i also wanted low miles i wanted a low mile car and then once I added up all the things I wanted, I was like, oh, okay, what I want is out of my budget. So, um, <laughs> so some compromises had to be made and, um, Baja was always just a, a, a cool car that I wanted. And so originally when I was shopping, I was like, there's so many turbo models. I don't really want to deal with, like, I think of it as like just another problem to have in your car. And so, I wanted a naturally aspirated one with low miles or even with like medium to high miles, I'd be okay with. But if I got a turbo model, it had to have low miles. It had to have, you know, under a hundred thousand. Um, it had to have like a good maintenance record. Um, I'd have to feel really confident with buying it. So, um, originally I, I found a Baja that was silver in, in Ferndale in the little town that I live in or used to live in. And, um, I was asking like, I think 6,500 and I was like, okay, like that's a great price for a Baja. Let's go check it out. And dude, it was a, it was a bucket, like <laughs> one working speaker oh, and that's um, like not even a CD player. It was a tape deck. Um, it was a, <laughs> it was a Oh four. So it was the first generation, first year like that they came out. Okay. Cl- cloth seats, um, naturally aspirated. And it had like 140,000 miles. And I was like, no man. <laughs> I was just <laughs> like, and, and he had the classic line. He's like, I know what I have. I'm like, okay, cool. cool sure. Cool. <laughs> if you say so, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you have and it's not my money. So, um, <laughs> yeah. um, it was, but it was cool. Like, you know, um, pulling into my parents' driveway in the Baja and my dad comes out, he's like, Oh, okay. And we're looking around all the, every single clipping, like when you pop the hood, every single clip is missing. The, the liner's all scratched up. There's like, you know, one working speaker. So I was like, you know, cool car, but not this car. So I was like, the Baja's cool. Not this one. Absolutely not. So yeah. I went back and uh, gave it back to him. Said I'd be in touch, but really I wasn't. No um, way. Yeah. So I, I expanded my search a little bit and I found one that was... Well, actually, it was funny. I was I was searching, searching, and then I think Craigslist has like five five hundred miles, and then you could search, and then I was like five hundred plus. Like, just let's just go beyond whatever. And this Baja, the one that I ended up buying, was like five hundred and seventy miles away from me, but it had wow. eighty thousand or it had seventy nine thousand miles on it, and it had um, 
It was the second owner, super clean. It was turbocharged, which I was like, if you know, if it was turbo, it'd be low miles, which that that met that criteria. But um, also, it only had one Craigslist photo. There was only one photo on there, and um, but it had a phone number, and that was enough for me to know that it was a, a legit deal. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I called her up, and it was this old lady, and she says, "Yeah, this is uh, this is my favorite Baja. Um, I have three of them." And Whoa. <laughs> yeah she has two na ones and she had one turbo model and she had a yellow one a maroon one and a silver one and um the yellow one and the maroon one are both 2004 um like kind of dual paint like silver and ye- or yellow and silver and yeah. maroon and silver okay and um this one's all silver and she uh this was her like sunday driver like going to church on it and um, or like going out with the girls or like just kind of for a special <laughs> car. Yeah. But she loved Bajas, obviously. She had had so many. And um, so I, I felt confident with buying it. Um, she sent me, I asked her about maintenance records and she sent me a picture like <laughs> of like of a side stack, kind of like a binder clip of it. And they were all from this local Subaru dealership. So I was like, oh, fantastic. Nice. This, yeah this is awesome. And, um, even when I went and I, she also, she wouldn't budge on price. Um, she's, she also said, I know what I have, but, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I told her that I'd be flying in with a cashier's check and that I'd, uh, I'd be flying in. Like I'd, I'm, I'm really serious about it. Um, so she, she said, what's the price of your plane ticket and gas? So she pretty much said like, she'll cover the cost of my trip to pick it up, which ended up being 500 bucks. So oh, that's good. That's what, yeah. So, I mean, and that I was, I was happy with that. So, um, flew out there, looked at the mate, started flipping through the maintenance records to find like, you know, um, timing belt or, um, head gaskets, like that kind of maintenance. Cause I knew that was going to be due. Yeah. And sure enough, it was done within like 20,000 miles. So I was like, Oh, that's good green lights. I mean, I'm already out here with a cashier's check and one way ticket. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's going to be a, done, a done deal. Though. And, um, yeah, I, dude, even she had uh one, one full page, like one full visit for uh, a shimmy in the brakes. You know, she had, um, a wow. rattling sound from the, from the passenger side. Like she would take all those things in. So I was like, nice. Like, yeah, she took care of it. Yeah. And so, also garage kept, um, it was kept in a garage. So the paint, oh, um, nice. the first two Subarus I had, their paint was like paper thin, like you could yeah. scratch it so easily. And this one just, it, you could just tell it's got like a metallic paint, some depth to it. So anyway, I'm just stoked on buying it. And, um, so I head out from Boise to Bellingham. Um, and it's, I think I planned out like, it's like, shoot, I don't even remember like 10 hours or something like that. Um, so I'm, I'm driving out and, um, I stopped at a friend's house. I noticed a little scratch on the front bumper. I didn't notice in the pictures, whatever. I'm like, it's a used car. So, um, leave my friend's house. And then about 30 minutes after leaving her house, um, my, I'm going up this hill and the car is just kind of like, tugging like like kind of doing like a pull 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 and then all of a sudden it feels like my car had nos like from fast and furious like my head oh my god rest and i just like 
whoa, like it just got so much power. And I look back and there's a huge white cloud of smoke in my rear view mirror. Oh, and I was man. just like, oh crap. Like I have no idea what I have absolutely no idea what just happened. I'm 300 or maybe 400 miles away from home. And, um, I've had this car for just a couple hours, you know, did I just buy a lemon? <laughs> right. Oh. So, um, I don't think anything of it, but then like within maybe 20 minutes after that happened, my check engine light came on and I'm like, Oh, okay. So something, oh, something no. definitely happened. Um, I know so what I, I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I pull over and, um, I keep the car running cause I'm afraid if I turn it off, it won't start up again. And, um, I could just hear this like clunking sound every like, maybe like 10 seconds, oh, no. uh, a huge clink or clunk sound. And it's coming from like kind of where the turbo is. And, um, ironically enough, when, when I'm pulling over, my dad calls me for the first time since I pick up the car, like I texted him like, Hey, I got the car. It looks great. When I head out. So this is his first phone call. Like, Hey, how's the car? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me tell you, I have the hood open at a gas station, (laughs) kind of like ready to rip my hair out. But, um, and I was like, dad, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking, but I think the turbo's blown. And he's like, um, what? And I'm like, yeah. Like, he's like, like I, my dad, he, he read my voice on the phone. He was like, well, get home. We'll figure it out when we get here. He's like, let's not, let's not unpack this right now. Or like, yeah. you know, shame you for buying this used car. Not that he was like unsupportive of it, but, um, you know, it's just kind of when your kid buys a car and he's excited about it and he flies out and then it's blown. It's kind of like, I felt like there was going to be some disappointment in his voice, but, um, thank God he was just super supportive. He's like, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. So oh, that's good. Yeah. You, you wouldn't want him to be like, what the heck, man? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the reason I bring that up, my family's all Russian, so sometimes they're like, they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're even like, um, they're they're not even mad. They're, they're just like their voice just gets louder, um, and exciting, or just in times like that. So it just sounds ten times scarier than English. So <laughs> <laughs> why did you buy crappy car? <laughs> you said it's clean title. <laughs> <laughs> you take it back. Get your money back. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing. He's like, well, did you let the owner know? I was like, well, what's the owner going to like? I'm the owner, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. this is my problem. So anyway, um, that, that's really the the maximum of the drama and the whole return trip. Um, I had to put it into it's an it's an automatic. So I have the little um, steptronic like manual without a clutch kind of thing, you know, where you get to click up and down. Yeah. So um, I'm going through these hills in Idaho and um they're pretty long, rolly hills, and I have to drop it down to like second gear to go up these hills at like forty-five miles an hour on the freeway, and it's like oh my barely going up because um, I, I experienced this with in, in my WRX. Um, this is kind of cool about the turbo cars is that your your check engine will turn on and then cruise control will be flashing, and it's actually the ECU going into like a safe mode. And, um, what it does is it turns off your turbo. Um, it's, Oh, um, okay. And I don't yeah. know this for fact. Um, I've been around the Subi game for a couple of, for since 2012. So this is stuff that I hear from other Subaru people. I have not fact checked this, but I know. And also from experience, like from driving the car, I can tell I'm like, this is all motor. The turbo is not doing anything to get me up these hills. Yeah. So, um, 
so it, it goes into the safe mode where cruise control is flashing at you and um and your check engine light is on so i can tell that the car is like it recognizes that there's a problem so it kind of goes into this mode where it, it you can still drive it and it's just <laughs> like don't drive for too long so yeah. this is the crazy part um driving all night takes me way longer um i also this is my first time going out with my um I brought my, my phantom drone with me. I brought my big camera with me. I was going to like <laughs> pull over at sites and like <laughs> do, oh, do a man. vlog. But now the only thing on my mind is like my blown turbo and, and me getting home safely. So no time to stop and pull over and do any vlogging at all. So, um, you know, goodbye to that idea. But, uh, I get home and my dad's like, well, let's check the engine. Like, you know, um, let's do the, the code reader. So we plug in the little ECU code reader that you can buy at like AutoZone. Yeah. And um, said something about like cylinder misfire. He's like, oh, dude, it's just a misfire. It's nothing's wrong with your turbo. It's fine. Let's clear the code. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, let's clear the code, dad. Sure. So, Whatever yeah, you say. So, so we clear the code. And then um, anyone that has done that before, when you clear the code and you start the car, it doesn't sound like it's going to start. It's just like, like for like maybe 10 seconds, it's just turning over. And, um, my dad like is like looking at me with big eyes. He's like, dude, did we kill the car? I'm like, no, no, no. It's actually just clearing all the codes. And it did this in my WRX, um, with the access port. Um, you could see, I think that, um, someone in one of your podcasts was talking about access ports. Um, it may have been, chad from subi family yeah um but so i i and i I had to check my check engine code on my garage build all the time so i'm really used to (laughs) doing this in garage in garages or in parking lots and everyone's looking at me like your car's a bucket (laughs) like no no no, this is normal this is fine um so it it does that it does it's rolling it's starting trying to start for like 10 minutes and then it finally fires up i'm like oh dude like no check engine light my dad's like told you not a problem at all (laughs) And we, we look behind the car and it looks like a fog machine, like oh, an industrial gosh. sized fog machine just turned on Yeah, and like filled the whole neighborhood with white smoke. So we're oh, like, Oh, okay. Gosh. Okay. All right. Turn it off. Turn it off. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was crazy. I couldn't see like the back end of my car and it, it was not running for very long. So, um, it was just burning fuel like crazy somehow. So, um, I was like, dang it, dad, like, how do I get the check engine? How do I get it to go back into safe mode so I can at least, like, take it to a shop or something, you know? So, um, because at that point, no check engine lights on. It's not in safe mode. The car's trying to run, like, business as usual with a blown turbo. So, it's just, it's not going anywhere. Um, And this is, like, you know, you're not the feeling you're supposed to have after you buy a brand new car (laughs) or for me, a brand new car, new car to me. So, um, and the reason I got this car was to like upgrade my commute. So that way I'm not driving around in, um, in this old Impreza. And so I'm like, well, at least I didn't sell my old car yet. So bought a brand new car, did a long road trip back into my old bucket. I go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's good that you had something to drive though. Yeah. Yeah. I was very thankful for that. So, so when, when did all this happen? Like what year did you buy it? Um, so yeah, I bought it in 2019. Um, and that's that's not long ago. No, not too long ago. Um, and I bought it with 79, it was like 79,990 something. So I say 80,000 miles 
and I am at 111,000 miles now. So I've put a decent amount of miles on it since I've owned it, but yeah, um, trying to go for longevity on it. Yeah, that's good. Me too, but I don't know how it's going to work out because I put a lot of miles on my car. Well, you bought your car brand new or was it pre-owned? No, I bought I bought it brand new back in nice. uh, September 17th. Yeah. Okay, so. back in, in 2017? No, no, no. And, September 17th, um, just last year. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Right. And how many miles are have you put on it in, in this six months? 20,000. 20,000. Nice, yeah. dude. Dude, that is a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, my, uh, so I drive my son back and forth to school every day. And then my uh, girlfriend lives in Dallas. So I go up there quite often. And then we've taken a trip to, uh, we have a family reunion up in um, East Texas, which that's like an, I think that's like a two and a half hour drive. And then I just like getting out and driving it. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's hard to like, I get out on my lunch break a lot of times and go drive just because I don't want to be indoors. And then I want to drive my car cause I just love driving it. Yeah. No, I, I don't blame you. Um, is, does your car have the eyesight as well? No, it's a base model, base model manual. Um, so I, I was trying to get something as affordable as possible and I just, I mean, I didn't really need everything else. The only thing I missed like that my previous car had was it had like the automatic headlights and then the home link um, mirror, you know, you could like program a gate code or garage door oh, right. opener or something. Other than that, man, I love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, some, a lot of the standard stuff new cars come with, it seems like three years ago, that was a premium feature. So yeah. Well, it um, has the Apple CarPlay, which I love. Oh, yeah game over that's that's the best that's the best thing that's ever happened to car entertainment systems i mean listening to music and then also the maps that's like the maps was like a really big thing because it just makes it a lot much easier to navigate when you can look right there and easy which uh, which map system do you i usually use google maps google maps all right fair enough fair enough that's what i the last one i'll use is apple maps but sometimes when series into play it it, it defaults to that oh okay um, I, I'm sure you've been told about Waze GPS. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I've used yeah. it at times when I know that I'm going somewhere and there's potentially mm-hmm. going to be a lot of traffic. Um, then I'll use Waze sometimes and it, it helps. It's nice. Yeah. I think my favorite feature with Waze is the miles per or sorry, the speed limit sign on yeah. Apple CarPlay, um, on the home screen, it says the miles per hour, um, speed limit. So yeah, um, that's I, nice. I, I actually just got to experience Apple CarPlay for the first time back in February, February, because oh, um, I actually, I was a, in a rental and I was in a 2021 Kia K5 and um, that was so much fun to drive. Um, I know this is a Subaru podcast, but I will plug Kia that they made it. They made a really good car with that K5. No, their cars but, are nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's what that was my first time using um, Apple CarPlay, and after that, I had to I had to upgrade my my system into or Bruce. I had to get a new system for him to yeah. get Apple CarPlay. It was just way way too into it. <laughs> hey, Ahmad, that that's actually true. Um, when you when you asked what mods do I have, um, I was like, oh, I have some, but I didn't list that. I forgot. Um, and actually, that's that. This is actually uh, semi-recent in the last uh, two months, I should say. Um, 
I'll do my first plug at at Subaru.overland. Um, my friend Jeff hit me up on Instagram and asked um, how many cup holders I have in the front seat of Bruce. And I said two, which is the standard for on all Bajas have two cup holders in the front. It's right between the passenger and driver's uh, seat. Okay. And um, he said, well, if you'd like a third cup holder and get wood grain interior, I have old interior out of an L, uh, Subaru Outback LL Bean that will fit into your car factory. Nice. And um, so the, the Baja is built off of a, a, I think it's a second generation, second generation Outback. So okay. the LL Bean had upgraded interior with wood grain trim and a wood grain steering wheel and heated seats and all that. Um, the Baja didn't, uh, my Baja has uh, heated seat, uh, heated seats, but, um, and leather and that's about it. But yeah, he, he ended up swapping in and that interior from an Outback LL Bean into his car. And then later swapping in a third generation Outback LL Bean interior and that's like a way bigger swap because that's like new instrument gauge cluster, um, like the climate control units different, like the the shape of the vents is all different. So he went like his Outback is has a, th- a, a next generation interior in it that he swapped in. Um, that's pretty cool. And it was just super cool that he um, he he just asked if I'd like that, and I'm like. I absolutely would love that. So <laughs> yeah, um, let's do it. A couple of weeks later, a, a box arrives and it's this like super clean wood grain interior for Bruce. And um, next to the, like, there's like a little open spot that you can click it and it has like a pull out cup holder that I actually use as like the primary cup holder in, in the, in the Baja now. Oh, that's cool. So super cool just um just hooking up uh hook up through the subaru community um he said he he'd want he it's just been sitting in a box he's not using it and um he wanted to give it back to the community somehow so he he really likes that bruce is super clean and and stock um it's a definite upgrade so i knew that when i was going to pull all this all these interior parts out that i um that's the you know step one to swapping out your stereo and till that point i had a six six disc changer and a fm transmitter because <laughs> aux cords weren't Old the thing school. in 2006 i guess yeah yeah <laughs> um so um and for me I, I i love music and podcasts but like all the the s sounds in a through a fm transmitter comes out as a, as oh, a sh sound yeah. so super unclear and it just made sense after having the Kia with Apple CarPlay. And I was like, I have to get some kind of like touchscreen Apple CarPlay and I'm already going to be swapping this interior out, you know? So, um, thank you, Jeff, for, you know, <laughs> pushing that, pushing that off the, off the cliff and making me dive into a new stereo. Cause I needed it. And that new interior, I love the look of it and I love the sound of it, I guess too. Yeah, that's good. So, how did you come up with the name Bruce, by the way? Um, it's a little, a, a little unorthodox. Um, so Bruce is um, based off of an Outback or the Baja, I should say, is is based off of a second generation Outback. It takes the trunk and it cuts it up and makes it into a bed instead of having a, a wagon trunk. Yeah. And um, 
my ex-girlfriend and I were driving around in my Impreza one time and I was like, ooh, we saw a Baja. I was like, I really like that Baja. She goes, that's like a transgender car. Like it's kind of <laughs> hasn't made up its mind or oh my God. <laughs> so it's half, half a, half a boy, half a girl. I, I, I'm really confused by that car. Oh, that's so, hilarious. Um, that's kind of how I got Bruce is that it's kind of like the, like Bruce Jenner, but backwards it's <laughs> gone from Caitlin to Bruce yeah. a little bit. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a little, a little bit of a different name, but in a kind of Bruce starts with a B like Baja. So it kind of yeah. rolls off the tongue. Well, um, and yeah, so I, I knew you were going to ask that question. I was like, well, I hope that that answer is okay. Cause that's the yeah. honest answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. That's funny. That's a good answer. No, that's a good name. Uh, I mean, and it, it's catchy too, Bruce the Baja, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It rolls off the tongue. I was very surprised that it wasn't taken um the name because it's no special like spelling or anything and um and i like that the, it has the word baja in it so if you were to search instagram hypothetically my my instagram page would come up yeah so, so do you know how many years they built the baja well i i've I used to work, I used to be a teller at a bank and there's a lot of downtime. So I was like, I'm just going to Wikipedia <laughs> my car and read up on it. So, um, <laughs> um, and then before this podcast I was like, I know some of this info, but I better double check to make sure I'm reciting it correctly. But, um, it, the production model is from 04 to 06. That's what you can buy it as, okay. but they started making it in 02, which I think is the same year that the second generation Outback came out. And um, I know that the concept car, the concept to it had um, a little bit different bumper. Um, it the I think the sports rails were different on the back, like the little off-road bars on the back yeah. of the bed yeah. looked a little different. And um, but and I think it was called something different as well. I think it was like a XTB or something, uh, but that was just its concept name. So they started making it in 02, but they sold it from 04 to 06. Those are the model years. Okay. Um, And then in 2007, Subaru teamed up with Toyota or allowed Toyota to use the Baja factory to make the Camry, which was outselling the Baja. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. I like that because Camry has a huge, like, reliability um, reputation that a Camry is just like a bulletproof car. So it makes me feel good that, you know, the 07 Camry was the same factory as the 04 to 06 Baja. Yeah, that's Um, that's pretty cool. cool. That's a cool story, too. Yeah. Information Uh, a lot of people probably don't know. Yeah. The um, another interesting thing was that Subaru knew that that contract was ending um, so that they stockpiled the 06 model, um, meaning that they just really were pumping them out quite a bit of them. Um, and some Subaru dealerships are still selling brand new Bajas as late as February, 2008. Oh, wow. So how crazy is that to go to a dealership in 2008 <laughs> and buy a car that was a 2006 model? Yeah. That's Whoa, crazy. What is this doing here? <laughs> right. And cause usually when you go to the dealership now, it's like you go there, you know, right now in 2021 and you're buying a 2022 yeah. car. Yeah. <laughs> not 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 a two year old vehicle. It's like going to the dealership now and you buying a brand new 2019 car. Wait, is this used? No, it's brand new. No, it's, it's brand but new. It's, it's got. It's just showed wait. up. Yeah, I'm confused. So that's what's kind of interesting is that well, wildly interesting is that from 
from 04 to 06, Subaru projected to sell 24,000 models, or sorry, um, I think that was in 06 in their last year. They were projected to sell 24,000 models, but they ended up making 30,000 models. Um, If you had to take a stab at how many Crosstracks were sold in 2019, what would you guess? Oh, man. Like worldwide or just in the U.S.? Uh, In the U.S. 2019. Man, I have no idea like how many... Uh, I, I know it's such it's a 25,000. <laughs> I'll, I'll no let you idea. know. It was 131,000. Wow. Cross checks were sold in, in just 2019, 2018 wow. was 144,000. Wow. So, um, so like they're selling over a hundred thousand a year in the U S and that's crazy that, you know, in Subaru, the Baja was only, only sold 30,000, um, Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's that kind of paints a picture of how rare the car is. Um, I know that um, all all years. I, I I don't remember where I found this fact, but all Subaru Bajas combined, all production models combined, um, Tesla made more cars in their one year of production than all of Subaru Bajas altogether. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So. So I know that it's a it's a rare car for those those statistical reasons. But living in Washington, I'm like, is this really that true? Because it's even though that it's rare, like I do still see them like not as often as cross tracks, but still pretty darn often. So um, and I'm pretty sure that there's two other Bajas in Bellingham that are silver with silver painted canopies. Um, which is like the rare accessory for for the Baja. Yeah, because I remember when I was talking to Dakota, he was talking about that. He was talking about your Baja and how you had the um, the canopy that was painted the same color as as yeah. the rest of Bruce, and he said that was pretty rare. Yeah, shout out to Off Kilter Racing. He called me yeah. the cleanest Baja on Instagram. So <laughs> thank you so much, Dakota, for the compliment. Yeah, he, um, it was cool talking to him. Yeah. Yeah. He's super cool guy. He's, um, he's a huge staple in the community. He always offers up his garage to, to the rugged Roo crew. And, Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. They're uh, very often he has got two or three other crew members in there and he's, he's doing, he's, he's underneath their cars, cutting, welding, doing all the work. So putting on, uh, um, putting on pedestrian signs as skid plates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Finding them on the side of the road. Right. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the canopy is just rare. I mean, the Baja is rare, how we just discussed, but you know, having uh, an accessory, like, like a canopy is, is, I don't know what's so desirable about it, to be honest. Um, I've gotten called out for like, well, if you need a canopy, you need an outback. And I'm like, well, you need need to mind your own business. So, <laughs> and don't yeah. need to tell me what I need. Um, it's a unique car, and it's a it is a cool accessory, and it makes it it makes it different. And I mean, is so was that an accessory that came from Subaru, or is that aftermarket? It is aftermarket. It's a brand okay. ARE canopies. Yeah, and yeah, I've I, seen those on other things. Yeah. Yeah, they make them for Tacomas and all pickup yeah. trucks. Um, the thing is, is I don't think that they make them anymore. Um, I think that because um, when I went onto ARE's website to to just research about it after I got it, I just wanted to like see if they sold even more accessories for it. Like, can I get crossbars for it or um, yeah. some kind of cool rack that attaches to the inside? But um, <laughs> there's like hardly inf- <laughs> any information out on this thing. So, um, the really only thing it said was find a dealership. And I was like, well, I'm 
I don't really need to. I have one in my backyard. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the story is pretty cool. Um, I got the car in, I believe it was October, excuse me, in October. And uh, my dad got me that canopy for my birthday in May. So I had the car for like seven or eight months at that point. And um, he just over, well, my coworker said it'd be really cool to get a canopy on there. And I think I was like, it would be just to be different because I'm already so much different than a lot of Subarus <laughs> and like, yeah. why not flex on them some more? <laughs> um, and um, I mean, we, I'm, I'm, I go camping quite, not quite a bit, but I want to go camping and everyone's doing the van life now. So I was like, well, I could do like a, like a mini, yeah. mini van life, a mini, <laughs> mini truck life kind of thing. Um, and I already had the Tana cover on it and uh, the Tana cover was cool. It's just like a flat cover that fit over the bed. Yeah. Um, and that. that was, that was from Subaru and okay. it has and it has a, a bed extender. When you fold the bed down, you can fold over this rack to add on another two feet to your four foot bed. So, um, and what, what, what actually, it looked great. It functioned okay. Like if you had any valuables in your trunk, you could keep them locked, but, um, Subaru straight up said it's not waterproof. So it, if you have luggage or anything that's, that needs to stay dry, it won't stay dry under that tonic cover. Oh, well, it's good and, that they they said that, you know, and not be like, oh, hey, yeah, just yeah, have just, fun with that. Yeah, they're they're pretty honest. Um, that lie to me, just give me benefits. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the um, the tonic cover worked all right. However, it was a pretty low ceiling for for having like a truck bed, a four foot bed, and having like this tonic cover over the top. Like I couldn't fit any tall objects really into the Baja, and I was like you know, for having a, a, a Subaru truck, I'm not very, I'm not that versatile because, you know, yeah. it's, it's just putting a low ceiling on it. Well, and so, having, having it, the ability to have it covered and waterproof, you know, it's like not, yeah. a, not a win-win there. Yeah. Huge win-win. And I got it before I met my girlfriend, but my girlfriend has a boxer and uh, a boxer dog and that dog is, it needs to get taken out all the time. So um, that dog is part deer. It has so much energy is just <laughs> pouncing around, jumping and, and running all the time. So, um, we take, we take Hallie out quite a bit uh, and, um, the Baja is just so, so nice. She drives a 2017 Ford Focus, um, sedan and it's, she has like this setup for the back with like the, the dog cover. And so yeah. Hallie has somewhere to sit, but it's a, it's a small economy, like compact car. Um, with the bed and the Baja, I have like a little Subaru. It's like Subaru branded picnic blanket laid out in the bed. And then the, the windows have like this, like you twist them and then they kind of fold out kind of like, you like the very backseat of a minivan kind of folds out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like a little vent style. So, um, I I call it race mode when I have it open. It (laughs) (laughs) it feels like I have like vents on the back of Baja of the Baja. Um, but that just gives a little air circulation for Hallie back there, but it's, we, we're going to go camping this weekend. And if we're ever going to go out in the kayaks and we want to leave her, um, I feel pretty safe leaving her in the, in the canopy or in the, in the bed with the canopy. Cause it does have a lock as well. And it's, it is waterproof. Yeah. It's got a tiny, tiny leak when it rains, but it's not like, yeah. it's not going to pool up with water or anything. It's, it's like a, a drip, you know? 
So where did you where did your dad get a hold of that? Well, that's uh, Craigslist, good old Craigslist hunting. Um, and he 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 would just go down the coast, man. He would go on to like scroll to the bottom of Craigslist, go to other cities, and just hit everything that's along I five. Click on Seattle, type in Baja, try to filter through all the Baja Bajas for sale. Go to the car parts, nothing there. Um, and he found one, I believe it was in Salem, Oregon, maybe. Um, and it was, gosh, I think he said it was like 150 miles each way to get it. Wow. And um, super crazy. So this is, uh, oh man, I love my dad. He, <laughs> he, he, it was, he, he wasn't like, he loves the Baja, but he's like, if you're going to get a truck, dude, like get a Tundra, like get a F-150, like get a truck truck you know he's like what's yeah. up with this like the towing capacity is like two thousand pounds he's like and he's got a, a camping trailer so he's like you can't tow anything with that thing and i'm like dad i'm not gonna tow anything i live in an apartment like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a different stage of life so um it was super cool that he got the canopy for me um because he's also like i said where my, my family's immigrant uh, uh, immigrant from from russia he he did the research. He found the dimensions of the canopy and he measured out the back seat or the whole back end of his Toyota Sequoia. And he's like, all right, it's supposed to fit. Like if I take out all (laughs) the back seats and just leave the driver and the passenger seat, it's supposed to fit through here. (laughs) He (laughs) measured it with tape measure and him and my brother got in the car at like five o'clock in the morning and like headed down to Oregon. Didn't tell me like I had no, absolutely no idea. Oh, that's awesome. Super cool. And he got there and the guy's like, well, how are you going to take it back? He's like, we're going to put it in the back. He's like, it's not going to fit. He's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> and sure enough, it fit. And Oh, that's cool. It was, it was so cool. Yeah. Cause he's like opened up the lift gate and it was all, he already like had the whole, everything out of the back and, I imagine how cool it would be to have like an exterior car part as big as a canopy <laughs> on the inside of a car. Yeah. You know, it's um, funny that you say that because my, my son and I were driving around today and there was a guy that had a trailer with another trailer inside of the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> it looks weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and also the, the canopy was dark red. It was painted maroon red um, when, when he picked it up. So um the it when he gave it to me though it was already paint matched uh silver and the that was kind of a cool way that he worked that out as well because um i was had agreed to film a family friend's wedding Uh and i was i said it's on the house it'll be like my gift to you is like i'll be your videographer on your wedding so um they were just over the moon they couldn't thank me enough um, yeah, that's awesome and so because i had told them that i was going to do that their dad owns a paint shop and so my dad took it to that guy to you know the father of the bride's shop and he painted it and what was really cool is that my dad was ready to pay him and then um sergey my our friend was like no like your your son's doing my daughter's wedding this is our thank you to your to mark for doing our for doing the video. So I got it paint match for free. So, uh, man, that's just like, that's super cool. I mean, it's all, it's awesome that your dad did that. 
I mean, he went on like a serious hunt to find this thing. Yeah, and yeah, then, for a long time. Yeah, and then and then drove out with your brother to get it and did all the measurements to make sure it was going to fit, and then and then had it paint matched. So how did they get the um, how did they get it to match? Like, where did he get a sample for the guy to get the get it right? Dude, what's funny? Um, I'm pretty sure, like, if you were to go to like Google and to look up like the paint code, I think it's like quick metallic silver or something like that or oh, brilliant okay. silver yeah. is what it's called um and my dad's like oh but like say you go to a paint shop they're gonna look up the vin number of your car because they have a database that'll tell them like what the paint code is and all that um and my car also came like you know with a glove box full of all the stuff from the dealership so Oh, nice. <laughs> my, my, my dad is so funny. He's like, um, I mentioned that there's a scratch on the front bumper. Um, he's like, hey, Mark, you should get a tube of paint, um, like touch-up paint, and fix that paint on the front of your car. I'm like, oh, dude, dad, I already have touch-up paint. It came with it. Can you believe that? And I'm like, <laughs> start opening up like the, like, you know, we call it the car Bible or whatever, like yeah. the leather-bound um owner's manual and i'm like look dad like i actually have a tube of like it's a subaru on there and it has like the paint code and everything's like no 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 not that not that he's like ah, but, all right what okay <laughs> i'm like i'm so confused i'm like what are you what are you, what are you trying about? to do like i have plenty of like touch up paint i'm not gonna i'm not gonna touch up paint this big scratch like don't worry about it you know but uh, my dad was trying to trying to get like the paint code to tell his friend what paint to buy oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah <laughs> and i was like i don't need any dad i already got some <laughs> damn it you're making uh, this hard for me son <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um what's kind of funny is that he ended up just telling the guy just just paint it silver like he didn't tell him brilliant silver or quicksilver or whatever quick metallic silver he just said just paint it silver so um it's not actually like paint matched um and that's like i know that so i see that but yeah when i tell people it's paint matched, like oh yeah it is nice cool i can't tell in the pictures well yeah you see now but now i feel like now that i've said it you can't unsee it kind of thing you know so (laughs) we'll see how many people listen to the podcast and say hey that's not paint match (laughs) yeah you're gonna get all kinds of messages dude i thought it was paint match you lied to me all this time you're lying (laughs) what's wrong with you man so So, yeah that's the that's like the biggest mod obviously Um, yeah completely transforms the car adds three new windows to the car um it's just it's it's so cool to own um it's i'm trying to actually one time yeah i um i used it as a um as a date where i threw a couch cushion in the back and a bunch of pillows Mm -hmm. and um i put a board that went across from one window to the other and i just put my macbook up there and watched a movie we pulled over and because there's bellingham has a lot of like ocean pullover views on chucking drive i think you actually joined me one time on instagram live i was just driving through this yeah long yeah yeah i remember that yeah so um on that drive there's a lot of pullover spots and that was a cool little like back backseat movie thing to do that's pretty cool man i like that yeah so those are like i was like all right this canopy is actually like pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this is turning out to be pretty nice well it's something that you i don't think i would be able to do in in another car so yeah that was kind of yeah. cool no i like that so do you know how much horsepower bruce has well, Google says 230 mm-hmm. and we've talked about all the mods that I haven't done. So, um, 
Dakota's does probably closer to 270 because okay. he has a built motor. Yeah. Um, but I'd say mine's probably around 200 miles uh, or horsepower. Sorry. Okay. Um, I, I, I learned on through top gear that cars lose horsepower <laughs> over years. So, yeah. um, so yeah, it, it, and it's kind of funny because when I did get Bruce, I'll be honest, like, before the turbo blew, like in the first couple hundred <laughs> miles, I drove it. Like I, I was driving it kind of hard. Cause I was like, finally another turbo Subaru. However, like the four speed automatic, totally underwhelming dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's so yeah. much, to, um, is your, is your cross track? Is it five or six speed? Six speed. Man. Oh, six speed. Yeah. Okay. So I want to ask you, do you feel like you're shifting all the time with six speeds, like city driving or not really? No, I mean, I mean, obviously I've, I know you are, you, you have to be shifting all the time for, for owning a manual, but yeah, I, I guess, have you owned a five speed versus a six speed manual? Yeah. Uh, cause I had, um, I had Ford Rangers, the only other, oh, yeah, the only Ford other effing Rangers. Nice. <laughs> yeah. The only, <laughs> so I had a 1990 Ford Ranger and then I had a 97 Ford Ranger and they were both, and I had those back to back and they were both, um, manuals. So I drove manuals. I think I had combination both of those i think i had them for like 11 years maybe something like that okay so i i really yeah i really wanted yeah i really wanted a manual again and so that was like i was i was not gonna get one unless i could get a manual like that was i was that determined i'm like i do not want to get an automatic so between owning a five speed and a six speed do you feel like you're shifting so much more owning a, a six speed versus the five, or do you feel like you find a, like a cruising altitude or like a cruising speed better than a five speed? Yeah. I mean, I don't really, I guess, and it's been so long since I drove one. So I don't really like notice it, you know, going to six gear. Yeah. So, I mean, and usually like if I'm driving around the streets, I'll usually be doing like 30 to 40 miles an hour in fifth gear just so that I can oh, keep wow. the RPMs really okay. low. Yeah. And it, you know, and it surprisingly it'll accelerate pretty decently in fifth gear um okay yeah yeah and then i don't usually i don't put it in sixth gear until i get up on the freeway usually or if i'm going down like a feeder and it's like 50 miles an hour or something that makes sense see this is kind of funny because my first subaru was my wrx and in 06 the uh there's a lot of differences between a wrx and an sti but one of the biggest is uh five speed versus six speed manuals um and these i again i don't have any like hard facts that like you can pull up and read but i was told that like a modded up wrx has a higher zero to 60 speed than an sti does because it has less gears to get through oh Um, yeah because you can get to zero to you can get to 60 by second gear if i remember correctly whereas you need the third gear in the sti so you're doing one more shift and um not that I was like into street racing, but I, I did do autocross in my WRX one time. Mm-hmm. And that's like, um, have you, have you ever heard of autocross or looked into it? Uh, not really. It's, it's so cool. And what was really interesting was that there, there was a lot of like sporty cars up there, but there was also like a Nissan Versa and a, uh, a Toyota, what else was up there? There was like a, um, a Toyota Yaris, like some like, wow. kind of like, like some pretty boring cars, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, something like you'd see like, or I think there was a Camry up there too. Um, but 
what's it's, what's interesting is that it's all about grip and not going fast, but like turning fast and like just maximizing your grip. Okay. And um, I got to do a, a ride along one time at a Subaru event um, in an STI, same year as my car, but in an STI. And I asked him, I was like, do you feel like you're shifting too much with this car? He's like, no, with an autocross, like with a six speed, you're in boost all the time in third gear or, oh, or something yeah. like that. And I was like, oh man, you just flipped my whole logic on me. I always thought like, <laughs> the, owning a WRX, I was like, WRXs are the best. So, <laughs> so I was like, give me more benefits of having a five speed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was also like 21 years old. So I was kind of full of myself and full of my car as well. So I just wanted to be the best. And I thought I was the best. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not anymore, man. Come on. Nope. Nope. Well, I mean, when you're in like the passenger seat of someone else's race car, it's like, you're not going to be like, well, I have a WRX with a five speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, this is really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't go there. Yeah. So, so when you bought Bruce, did you have any desire to do any mods or was your intention to keep him completely stock? Yeah. I mean, even now, um, I, not that I want to keep him stock. I want to get a second car. So that way I don't feel bad doing all the things I'm doing to Bruce. <laughs> um, cause I feel like if I do something right now, he is my daily car. He's my only car I have. Yeah. So when I bought him, my intention was longevity um, this is going to be a comfortable commuter car. Um, I just want to do stuff to improve the ride quality of it. And I also like had not looked into like any soft road nations or anything like that. So I had no, no exposure to it. And, but I was, I was really into camping. My dad had, um, that camping trailer and I knew that I'd want, I, w- I want some kind of wagon or like a small truck, something that I can load up and go camping with. So, and something that I can commute with to work. Cause I was a, I was like a float teller at a bank for three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was, um, one when I bought Bruce. So, um, that my whole intention was just to get a comfortable commuter car. And, but net, but then after Dorothy reached out to me with rugged Roo crew, I mean, I, I'd, I'd known that there's lifted Subarus out there. And, um, I, 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 my first car was a forerunner and my third car was a forerunner. So, um, I've been around those, but after getting my WRX, my first Subaru, I was all into like the, the stance nation and camera yeah. wheels and, you know, like just how low can you go kind of thing, uh, the <laughs> yeah. l- low and slow gang, you know? Yeah. But, um, so when I bought him, no, I didn't have any intentions of tricking him out, but, um, it's that awesome peer pressure. <laughs> um, yeah. and when people like support impulse decisions, like getting a lift kit or getting new wheels, um, you know, it's fun to have those friends that you can celebrate those purchases with. So, yeah. um, I have a couple mods, that I want to do, but I'm kind of nervous to do because I don't want to ruin Bruce. Like I ruined my first bot, my, my first Subaru. Yeah. So you have the, the interior that you did and you've, you've, you've replaced the turbo, which really isn't a mod. It's just a swap. And then you have the, um, canopy. So what, what other stuff have you done or if anything? Oh, and, and then the radio um, swap. The, well, the wheels are different. Um, it came with 16 inch wheels and, 
while I was doing float banker position, I saw an offer up a pair of Forester wheels from a 2013 model. Okay. Um, no, no tires, just wheels. And I was like, sure, why not? And that <laughs> did that come before? I believe that came before the canopy. Um, the new wheels did. So um, that was actually my first mod was getting new wheels. Okay. Um, I made the really rookie mistake of buying tires when i was looking at tires <laughs> this was uh kind of funny i looked at the size of the tire it was like 235 55 r16 i think is what it was and um i was like okay that's what i need but i need r17 because these are 17 inch rims yeah so <laughs> but no um like if you're rim goes up an inch size your tread needs to go down in size does that make sense yeah yeah like uh, i didn't i just kept the tread the same size just (laughs) made the rim bigger so i get the the tires mounted i'm like wow these are huge these are like kind of meaty this is gonna look sick (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i put a like i put the back tire on and before I could even lower the car down, I'm like, this is going to rub on the front and on the back. <laughs> this is not going to work so, out. I was like, dad, we got, we got the wrong, wrong size tires here. <laughs> um, Oops. So we took them back to this, like kind of like home, like this family ran tire shop in Ferndale, like out in the sticks. Um, and we're like, hey, can you undo these four tires you just did for us a little while ago? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, so, no problem. <laughs> they're they're not, we we're we're frequent flyers there. Um we have my brother just turned 17, so he's the driver, and so I have two brothers, myself, my mom, dad, and my sister. We all go to this one one little family guy to to do all our tires. Oh, that's cool. For, my my dad's a frugal guy, so he's not cheap. He's frugal. He just finds something to he's like. If I can get it done for a hundred bucks, I can find someone to do it for sixty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. So have you? So you you got? Uh, so you did that? Are there any other mods besides the wheels? Um, no wheels, canopy, and the stereo. Um, those are the really the only mods I've done so far. Um, I'm kind of planning on doing some more. Um, I just, I feel like if I do a lift kit, I want to do all terrain tires. Yeah. Um, and all terrain tires on a 17 inch wheel with my car. It's like, it doesn't really work. So I had, I'd have to get smaller wheels and I I'm okay with that fact, um, with getting smaller wheels. But after owning these for about a year now, I'm like, I kind of want to ride these out for a little bit longer and I'm not due for new tires yet. So yeah, I'm thinking that'd be good when these, when it's time to get new tires, maybe I'll bite the bullet and really get like, I have a pretty lengthy shopping list of, or like a wish list of things that I want to get, but I just haven't, but just working on. Yeah. That's step, good. At a time, lots of hobbies. So it's kind of hard to prioritize them all, all the time. So are you able to take Bruce out on trails then? I've seen that you've been out in some snow and it looks like some trails. Um, so how does, how does Bruce do yeah. out, out on that? So we, we did a one big rugged route crew meet and we went up some old logging trails and I had no problems with Bruce. Well, actually that's a lie. Um, no, no limitations as far as um, what 
how he went up there. Yeah. Um, however, I replaced the radiator a few weeks before that and I didn't burp the radiator fluid. Oh, okay. Um, and I had never heard of that burping your radiator. So, um, I was at the top when we got to the very peak where we were, um, I had some heating issues where I had to like pull over. And, um, I don't know if you know this, but if your car is running too hot, you got to crank the heat up all the way full and do exterior heat or exterior air. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not know that. That's good. Info. Yeah, it helps dissipate the heat that's being built up, built up in the engine bay. When you crank the heat on full, it's letting that heat find a way out. So oh, okay. um, for a few months there, Bruce, if I was at a any incline facing down, this is the funny part. Going up the hill, zero problems at all. Going down the hill, I had heating issues, which you would think it's like you can put it in neutral and get down the hill just fine. Yeah. So, um, that was kind of interesting that going downhill, I had issues, but anytime that Bruce with his nose was pointed down on any hill, um, there's like a bubble that was caught in the radiator that would float oh, around and, yeah. um, get to the thermostat and cause it to heat up. But within seconds of me cranking the heat to full and, um, turning the heat to full and the fan on full, like I can watch the needle just drop, like just right in front of my eyes. So, um, that, that was the only issue that I had while, while I was voting with him. And, um, and then also like just a little bit of peer pressure. I had my window down and I heard someone yell floor it. And I didn't know if that was to <laughs> me or not. So I was like, Oh, okay. I think they told me to floor it. So I floored it and it sent rocks flying and there was oh, a couple no. of rugged root crews behind my car. So, so, um, I got some favors for Haley. <laughs> oh, no. It was her first off-road trip and she was oh, like, my dad's going to kill me. I'm like, wait, is this Oops. your dad's car? She's like, no, it's my car. I'm like, okay, thank yeah. God. <laughs> I was going to feel way worse. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I still felt bad, Haley. I still feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Where have you been that has been your favorite place to, uh, to take Bruce? Well, I've taken up to taken him to Lake Tahoe twice. Um, South Lake Tahoe in California. It's about uh, 850 miles, round trip, 850 miles. But um, we went there for um, a family reunion during Christmas um, back in 2019. And that was was a lot of fun because I had two people in the back and a passenger. So car was full, um, car made it down there and back just fine. And um, in December, Lake Tahoe has so much snow. No, it was some some parking lots or some places where I parked him. I would have the snow up to like my running boards. Oh wow! And um, yeah, and um, even with like I, I don't have all terrain tires, but I have um, quote grand touring tires. Yeah, um, still got me out of the snow just fine, and never really, never really had an issue getting stuck in snow or yeah. um, any kind of like soft, soft surfaces. Oh, that's good. But yeah, that's that. I'd say that's my favorite place I've taken him. And then um, Eastern Washington. Um, it's crazy how Washington has so many different faces because we're here on the West Coast and um, it's luscious green and blue and um, hills and rivers. But Eastern Washington's like like Utah or Arizona, like red and like huge, like these like weird, um, like kind of like if you think of like a Nevada desert, like those like big rocks that are just yeah. in the middle of the 
desert. Like it's, it has a completely different vibe than, than the West coast, West side of, of, um, Washington, but we go camping on the East side quite a bit. And, um, so taking him out there was, was pretty fun as well. That's cool. What's the, what's the furthest distance you've driven him? Um, Lake Tahoe, that's the furthest. Um, that's okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a round trip, 850 miles, but I've done that twice. And then, um, when I bought the car, it was 575 miles back, um, from there. So technically that's the furthest distance I've been from home, Oh yeah. but I'm um, not the furthest I've driven okay. for a trip. Yeah. So how did, so uh, you said that Dorothy contacted you from rugged recruit. So how did that all kind of come about? Dude, just sliding into those DMS. Um, <laughs> she, she just <laughs> hit me up and said, Hey, love your card. Would you want to be part of a crew? And I said, heck yeah. Do you guys need a logo? I can start drawing a logo. Um, not that I'm like a professional logo designer, any design artist or anything, but I was just kind of dabbling in drawing cars and stuff. And I wanted to, I was like, this person probably needs something done. And we, we were kickballing a, an idea around and I'm really honored. She incorporated a part of my design into like the, the main logo that they use on the t-shirt, which is the oh, kangaroo cool. part. Yeah. Yeah, so I I drew the kangaroo. They incorporated that into a bigger logo. So that was that was awesome that she included oh, nice. that in the in the master design. Yeah, good tribute to you. Yeah, so that that was that was really cool because when I got my first WRX back in 2012, um, as part of a crew that had a cool name, it was Far North Flat Four. Oh and yeah, that is cool. Yeah, yeah, because we're far up north. Because literally, we're 20 minutes away from the Canadian border. Okay. And um, flat four, four engines, you know, and it made a cool logo that like really like sporty, like kind of like you had to like kind of tilt your head to read what it said. It was kind of kept your attention for a while. And um, what's funny is that that crew or the um, far north flat four was around for for a long time, like I think three or four years before I joined. But when I got my car at my WRX, I'd say like maybe three weeks after me getting it, they're like, Hey, let's, let's do a meetup and hang out. And that was the one and only time like in history that they ever got together and oh, met up. That's crazy. <laughs> so not, not too committed of a crew, yeah. but it was, it was cool because it was established for a couple of years got a big following and this is like back in 2012 i mean big following was like 30 people (laughs) (laughs) so um but like to get 30 people to coordinate that and get them all together oh i i just said a lie because that we actually hung out twice we hung out for a birthday one other time and we went go-kart racing so that was actually really dope too oh yeah that's but um yeah but that that crew was really fun because um i still keep up to date with them um one of them has the the most craziest baja ever because it no exaggeration looks like a cyber truck um like the tesla cyber truck and it's a baja is how it started um i think it's um mr designs oh man i'm I, I should have looked this up, but, um, yeah, this, the Instagram, he's got two Miatas and he's got a Subaru Baja and they're just super chopped up, like really, really crazy looking cars. Yeah. Um, and 
he had a, an MR2 back then. Um, also not Subaru, right? But he had put like Frankenstein this thing together and he put like Subaru headers onto it. So it rumbled <laughs> exactly like a WRX or STI did. Oh, that's cool. Um, and he, and he had a, a Subaru um, spec, spec B, which was a, a also a really crazy fast um, Subaru car. It's a, from a legacy GT spec B. It's like if the STI was put together on a legacy platform, that's what he had. And yeah. his was like lowered and wide and wheels and blow off noises. It was pretty crazy. So it was it was cool to, to meet some friends from from an old crew like that. Yeah, no, that's and, cool. and or people that I'm in touch with, you know, even now in 2021. Yeah. What I wanted to ask you next, now that you kind of we got into the whole rugged root crew thing, is yeah, how how are you the how are you the official Baja of the rugged root crew? Yeah, it's because clearly Dakota's the other Baja, uh-huh. but he's the official cross truck because he's he's a Baja, but I mean he's got a huge lift and he's got blow off valves and i mean his his car is just so built up and so much built up more than an average baja is and my car is mr stock boy like <laughs> almost like a like a like a brochure for a subaru baja yeah. so i feel like like that's why i make that's what makes me the official baja whereas he's kind of the cross truck because he's everywhere a cross truck will go but he's a truck so yeah um i i think he's the official cross truck and i'm the official baja because we need to have someone's the official baja how long ago was that that you got connected with rugged root crew um hmm i don't know i think i i think it was last summer but i can't tell for certain um but it was um it was just an instagram dm um, I'm trying to scroll back and see like what, what the earliest photo <laughs> is that I tagged them in. Yeah. Cause I didn't tag him in that one, but, um, it was shortly after I, I started, um, my own Instagram account. So I'd say probably like June of last year is when she started. So like, kind of like about a year ago. Okay. So, so you had your, you had Bruce for a while before you started your Instagram page. I did. Yeah. And, um, I followed, I've my, my personal Instagram Kate, uh, page was just kind of cluttered between, um, photos of me and family photos, um, photos of my dog. Um, cause I practice photography too. So I want to like share, you know, some photography stuff I'm doing. Yeah. But when you looked at my Instagram feed, it was like cluttered. Like it was just a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. And, I didn't want to, I felt like, like I love my car and like, I don't, I don't expect everyone that follows me to like love my car as much as me. So if they're following me, like it should be more pictures about me and not just my car. Yeah. So, and I was like, but I, like I practice photography, I'm looking for subjects to take pictures of. So what better subject than my awesome car? So <laughs> I have, all, I have yeah. a lot of like really nice, sharp photos of my car, but I feel bad for my followers that they're following trying to follow me but all i'm talking about is my car so that's when i decided to come up with bruce the baja and i was like now like i, I can post all my pictures on my car and really like 
Yeah, there are I, people I'm, out there that will actually want to see pictures of your car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this one really cool guy on Instagram, he hit me up and um, was just really complimentative of like my photography on, on Bruce. And he um, was like, I want to get into this kind of stuff too. Um, will you shout me out? And then I went on his Instagram page and I'm like, bro, like, it looks like I'm shouting out like a male model. Like <laughs> it's all headshots and like body shots. Like, like I'd shout you out, but like all my Subaru followers will click your page and they're like, yo, what's, we're not going to follow going like a male model. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, dude, if you want to like make a separate Instagram page just for your car, cause one, like your, your feed of like your explorer page or your page will be more tuned to car stuff like when you go to that profile and it's instagram makes it easy to flip between multiple accounts so it's not it's not i don't think it's like that difficult to manage a personal account and a car instagram account and if you love your car and you're listening to this and you don't have an instagram page for it just do it like it's it's yeah really really easy and very rewarding too (laughs) It is. Yeah. People want you to share your car and you get, I mean, it's just finding someone that it has that same common interest that wants to talk about the thing you want to talk about, which a lot of the time is our car. Um, and that's, you know, why we love this podcast too, is, you know, gives me an opportunity to talk about how much I like my car. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel bad cause I want to hear you talk about your car, but I've, I've heard, about 20 episodes about how much you like your car. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's okay. I, I, I actually, there, there might be an episode coming up where I talk about me and my car. So. Oh, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because <laughs> I feel bad by me mostly talking about mine because I want to ask about yours, but I know that. But that's what you're you know, here you, for, you man. To talk about yours <laughs> quite a bit as well, too. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what you're here for. You know, this is your episode. So hey, um, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so what kind of things do you look forward to in the future with the rugged root crew? And are, are you part of like, is it the management team? Um, there's like some admins in there. Um, admins, I think yeah. like, um, um, Sam Pacific Northwest auto. Um, he, he's kind of, he does quite a bit. Dorothy and Haley, all of them do quite a bit. I wouldn't call myself an admin of rugged root crew, but, um, like we have a an Instagram group chat that is just always firing off. Um, I've heard about. Sorry, that. <laughs> crew, but you have been on mute for weeks on my phone um, because it is it is literally always popping off. Sometimes in the middle of the night, early in the morning, but it is so yeah. much fun to like click it and then it's just like page, page, page. It's just like scrolls, <laughs> and you're like, I, yeah, this is like <laughs> so super fun. And, um, in that group chat, like it's, we talk about plants, like our house plants. We talk about, um, you know, prayer requests. Um, we talk about, I mean, anything personal really going on. It it is, it is a crew and it's not only about cars. Clearly we do talk about what parts we're looking at. Hey, did you see this offer up ad? Did you see this Facebook marketplace ad? Hey, do you recommend this product? But also we are people with lives outside of car communities. So yeah, um, we're, we're always looking out for each other's backs. And if I was moving into one of their areas, I would not hesitate to ask for help because I know that I would get, I would get some help from there. Like they're super good people. So yeah. 
I wish I wish we can have more than 20 people on the chat so we could have more in there. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, we got a we got a good group chat going right now. It's fun. Well, you know, and that's when you talk about you have lives outside of your car community and you talk about other things besides just your car. That's what I like. I mean, when I started this podcast, my intention was just to have people come on and talk about their cars. And it's turned into people that follow the guest that's on the podcast. They get to learn more about the person themselves. And it's not just somebody coming on talking about their car. And so I've gotten a lot of compliments about that. But that's yeah. what, but for me, that's what I like that it has kind of grown into is not just somebody coming in and talking about, you know, just their car and just their mods. And they're like, okay, cool. Thanks. You know, it's like, it's become so much more. And then I get connected with a lot of people and, you know, so it's really cool for me. And then I like, you know, I've had people say, oh, I didn't even know that person had an account or I didn't know about that person until I listened to the podcast. So for me to hear things like that, to know that the podcast is getting more and more people connected, like that's a really cool feeling that, you know, that it's kind of that it's really doing something for the community. And like that really means oh, yeah. a lot to me. Well, and it's so cool, too, because um, we get a lot of visual with Instagram. We get to see videos with cool music. We get to see photos with cool captions, but we don't, we rarely get to hear like cool stories or audio for that matter, you know, like um, hear the person's voice, the driver's voice of their car. So yeah. that's, that's always fun to hear too. I think just yeah. the bring just, I mean, it's your, it's already such a well-rounded community, whether you're into stance nation, off-road nation, soft road, or whatever it may be, really. Um, like Subaru is kind of all-encompassing. That's the that's the really interesting thing about specifically Subaru that I've that I've noticed. Um, for example, a lot of people that know the STI, the Arch Nemesis is the Lancer Evo. And <laughs> yeah. like if you had a OZ rally or like a rally edition or what is it? Rally art Lancer, which is a front wheel drive. I don't know if it's turboed or not, but it's a front wheel drive Evo. I feel like another Evo driver wouldn't like give him like a Subi wave. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's, it, or like if you have a Toyota Celica, like a super driver, wouldn't be like, Oh, dope Celica. Like, and like I mean, <laughs> there are some yeah. Celicas that are, would probably stomp on some Supras, but like, I feel like, in Subarus, like an STI owner, like even though it's like a very prestigious car, race car, would still give a Subi wave to an Impreza driver. I feel, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, 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 and that's like, I think super unique to Subarus that Honda doesn't have or Nissan or any other really car manufacturer, maybe Porsche. I think Porsche has a pretty mutual respect between all their cars, but yeah. Yeah. So what would you say that your favorite thing is about owning a Subaru and about owning Bruce? Um, I I've gotten the, like the thumbs up while people pass me sometimes like that's pretty fun owning a, a I, I love, I love being part of the Subaru community because it's such a huge community clearly. Um, but I like being a little bit of a hipster owning a Baja um, that not every yeah. single person in like, that's the le that's probably the last car anyone would expect me to say when I say that I drive a Subaru, they would probably list every single car before a Baja. <laughs> so yeah. I kind of yeah. like that. And um, 
owning this is my third Subaru and I I like the community I like having all the people around me but I like I still like being like my own individual person because my first WRX was a wagon and it was World Rally Blue um, just kind of a rare variant for a, a pretty desirable like make and model of of Subaru yeah so it was it was really unique it's just not a very common wrx that you see and it was lowered and on rims and loud exhaust it was a definitely <laughs> attention grabbing car yeah um you didn't even need to know what you were looking at to be able to tell that it was kind of a special car and then my next car was the complete opposite it was a 2000 impreza and it was a four-door and the four-door variant was the more desirable than the two-door but um, I got a couple of compliments on that too. Like in the middle of me working, someone's like, do you know who drives that Impreza? I'm like, <laughs> me, I, I drive that Impreza. <laughs> like, and dude, that thing was 100% bone stock, like stock wheels had a short shifter, like nothing like from the outside, you couldn't tell that it was a cool Subaru, but people yeah. that knew what they were looking at knew it was cool. And then, and now the Baja. So I'm like three and O for having like unique Subarus. So that, yeah, I think that's, that's cool. kind of, my favorite part is that I'm part of this giant overarching big umbrella of Subaru community, but I got like my special Subaru that not a lot of people have. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure you get a lot of compliments on it too, because it is so, you know, different and especially with the uh, canopy on it, you know, it makes it even more unique. Well, and it's, it's funny because it it is stock and I park my car I always park my car next to like either lifted cross tracks or foresters <laughs> or like lowered Subarus and stuff. And I never think that that per- the other Subaru driver like expects me to be like a Subaru fan, like because <laughs> yeah. it kind of looks like a grandpa car almost or something. Like it doesn't look like an enthusiast's car. Yeah, because I, I, it's minimal on stickers and it's not lifted. Doesn't have any yellow lights or anything. So it's pretty. Is almost not a sleeper, but just not a not an attention grabbing car. But um, but for people that do know what they're looking at and they see it, like I, I feel like those are those are conversations I really do like. Um, I get also I I love it when that happens and my girlfriend's in the car because she she knows involuntarily she knows everything there is to know about my car (laughs) so when we're out and about and our windows are down and someone yells cool car i I just kind of side eye her and she just rolls her eyes and i love it it's so much fun (laughs) that's awesome yeah so i guess um the other thing looking forward to um part of rugged recruit to circle back um is that we do have a charity event coming up um exactly a month from now yeah Um, that's cool yeah for um, the Seattle vet outreach. Um, we're doing some pet, uh, pet bandanas and t-shirts for the drive. And it's going to be from June 25th to June 27th. Yeah, that's awesome. I say, I've seen it, that they are doing that. And I think I announced it on episode 19, maybe or 20, yeah. maybe yeah. it was 20 Thanks for the plug. Yeah, you're welcome. And, and I'll, I'll do it again before, um, you know, the event comes around just to put the word out there again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. I know that one time you shared like um, recently you shared like a, a global picture of the outreach of the podcast. Do you get a like nationwide outreach to see like east and west coast of the U.S. who listens? Yeah, so I can I can go into the stats and it'll show me like I can just select what it is that I want to see. So it, it breaks it down by country and then it breaks it down by state and then it even breaks it down by city, which is crazy. Oh, whoa. 
Oh, yeah. I bet that's a pretty long list. <laughs> yeah. So big shout out to Buzzsprout who um, hosts my podcast. They are so awesome in everything that they provide because they also have they have a YouTube channel and also a um, they have a, a podcast that I think it's basically the same thing as YouTube channel. It's just audio of it, but it's a YouTube and, and a podcast about podcasting. So they oh. have it's so many resources. It's it's so awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. So I'm learning a lot through that too. Cause like just because I'm a podcaster doesn't mean I know everything about it, you know? Hey, that's, it, it sounds like it. I mean, you're, you're making it sound like you're, you know what you're doing. Sorry. I want to circle back to, you said that you did a podcast before this. How long have you been doing podcasts? Uh, so I started that one, I think back in May of two, 2020. So oh, okay. or maybe it was April. So it's been about a year now. So not too, cool. not too long, man. And that's crazy. Um, I think I heard the stat on Joe Rogan. I think he said there's a podcast for every one out of three people have a podcast. Have you heard that yeah. stat? I have not heard that stat, but that's uh, there's a lot of fact people check that. Anyone, any listeners, please fact check that. But someone said <laughs> that there's just so many podcasts that have popped out. I love to hear that your, yours is finding success because that's what I'm afraid of is just because like, I've thought about it, too. But I'm like, what would I talk about? And yeah. I'd rather, much rather be a one time guest on the one thing I'd rather t- I'd love to talk about, <laughs> which is my car. So good. Thank you. Big thank you and uh, good for you for for just following that calling. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, I, you know, I I was kind of nervous about that because there are so many podcasts out there. I mean, they're just they're popping up all over the place. But I think with this one, it's pretty unique. And I've heard a lot of people say that they, you know, there hasn't been anything like this in the Subaru community. So, you know, Subaru community is just the Subaru community. And there's a lot of other cars, there's overlanding, there's all kinds of other things out there that it could, you know, that maybe I'm quote unquote, like missing out on, you know, as far as like just cars in general. But I like, I mean, I bought a Subaru and I didn't do the, you know, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to buy a Subaru and I'm going to start a podcast because I own a Subaru. I just started seeing what was going on in the community and I thought uh, maybe they might like the idea of a podcast because I turned into a podcast junkie and I love listening to them. And mm-hmm. I've had a few people say, oh, I never listened to a podcast before this one. So that like makes me feel really good that doing this podcast, I got somebody to, you know, listen to a podcast and yeah, uh, because they would hear their friend on there, which is, you know, or on here, which is really cool. Well, I I think it's um, I, I I love it. I think it's such a great idea. Um, I was imagining it like evolving in the future and being like, dude, I was on like the 27th podcast because I could see it evolving into something where it's um, where you could have even probably even guests visit you, but you could have um, like a visual side to it where um, if you're talking about, you know, turbochargers or anything, just like thumbnails coming up or something, but yeah, um, almost like a, a Twitch stream podcast. Um, but I was just kind of imagining how, how this could evolve and yeah, dude, the ceiling's pretty high up there for you. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing this, this podcast continue to grow. Yeah, me too. Cause I mean, there's, there's a lot of potential with it and there's a lot of ideas floating around in my head. It's just finding out a way to make them happen. And then yeah. also like trying to navigate this and my full-time job 
and maybe navigating this into my full-time job, which would yeah. be like a total dream. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Don't best of luck, dude. I mean, it, I, I love seeing that it's consistent and that you have a queue of interviews up and um, hopefully the, the list is still growing and people are reaching out to be on here because I'm honored to be part of it and um, I'll, I'd love to help out however I can. So yeah, I'm so honored to have you too. taking time to, let me tell my story about my, my Subaru story, you know? Yeah, no, you're welcome. And it's, you know, cause it's like, I've followed, I've been following you for a while and I started following you because of Dakota, because of his Baja. And then, you know, so it's like, you know, you comment on somebody's post and, you know, or like it, and then you comment and maybe DM somebody occasionally, but until you really get to like hear about their car and about them, then it's like you don't you realize like I didn't really know that much about them at all until I got to hear them talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we're we're cars and we are drivers too, so that's cool to to be able to share both sides of that. Yeah. So, is there anything else that you want to leave us with before we finish this up, or anything else that you thought of that you wanted to say or mention? Um, I'll just uh, I'll plug myself. I have um another Instagram page called Mark's drawing again, um, at Mark's drawing again. And it's just my doodle page where I draw cars. Um, feel free to reach out to me if you have an idea of a car that you want drawn, or if you want your own car drawn. Um, I'm very reasonable when it comes to pricing, but, um, I just do hyper realistic drawings, digital drawings on my iPad, um, of people's cars and, um, yeah, that's um, I'd, I'd love to, to hook you up with one as well, but I'm uh, I just do it for fun. It's not like a serious business of mine, but um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's about it. No, I checked it out and I really like it. That was really cool because I saw how you do kind of like the sketch at first and then you start adding color and then you have like the final result. So that was really cool to see the kind of the process. Yeah. I'm working with uh, Rally Innovations right now. They have a fully tricked oh, out nice. Subaru Crosstrek and um I'll shout out Tune Your Ride at Tune Your Ride on Instagram. He okay. does these um, what we call baby, like baby Rue crews. <laughs> yeah, um, everyone in the that. rugged Rue crew got their car drawn by him. But uh, Mike is is so cool to work with. Delivers his drawings so fast, and um, he'll make your car cartoonified. Yeah, and um, uh, I reached out to Rally Innovations because there's a couple of products that I want to buy from them, and I asked if. Um, they're looking for any sponsorships or if they're accepting sponsorships and that I'd love to do a couple of drawings for them in exchange for some parts. Yeah. I said, no, we're not doing any <laughs> sponsorships, but that sounds kind of dope. Yeah. Let me see what you can do. So yeah, that's cool. Um, I'm working with them right now to hopefully get, get some, get some merch from them and in exchange for some dope art. Yeah, no, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. might as well go for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No asking, no Getty. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Cool. Hey, man. Well, Raphael, was... hey, thanks again, dude. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. It was really awesome talking to you. We had a great conversation and got to hear a lot about Bruce and you and, uh, you know, the story behind a, a lot of stuff with Bruce. And that was really, really cool. So thanks. Thank you for taking the time to do it. Oh, yeah. My absolute pleasure. Hopefully we get to do it again soon. Yeah. I mean, I would, you know, I definitely want to have returning guests for sure. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, don't hesitate. I'll probably ask you before you ask me. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, man. Well, you have a good right, night. Cool. You have a good rest of the week, dude. All right. Thanks. All right. 
Just remember, boys and girls, that if there's anything you take away from this episode, if you see big puffs of white smoke behind your car and your car has a turbo, that means bad news. So anyway, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode and hearing about Bruce the Baja. Uh, Everybody stay tuned for the next one. We've got another episode coming next week and many more. This is uh, not going away anytime soon. And the way that I feel about it right now, I don't want it to ever go away. So you're stuck with me and I hope that's okay. All right, everybody have a great week and we will see you on the next one.